Always remember, you ain't first, you're last. Hey y'all, this is MC, and you're listening to the If You Ain't First, You're Last podcast. How's your day today? You a big NASCAR fan? Well, you have come to the right place. Here's your host, Juggalo Trey and Tristan Shannon. Hello, Ed. Welcome to the... If you ain't first, your last podcast. I was trying to think of a word to say. Back from hiatus. Forgetting the name of the show. No, I didn't forget. I was trying to think of like a descriptive word to say, you know? Ah. Like the elongated. uh, Oh, like a little like the I-Y-A-F-L-P. Yeah, well, that's an acronym. But I was thinking like, uh, you know, something to like. Houston's number one NASCAR talk show. Yeah, because I don't think there's any other NASCAR talk shows. No, dude, we run the market. Yeah. From the Napa Auto Parts Studios. In Houston, Texas, the Napa Auto Parts Studios. With conjunction with Raising Cane's. Yep. Uh, We we did it. Not really, but, you know. We're we're getting there. Fake it till you make it. So, uh, two crazy weeks of racing. Yep. Let's start off with the first race of this two-week stretch that we were off. The Overton's 400. Quite the surprise. Quite, quite the surprise, and quite the um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, um, the the buzz coming off of that race. NBC's first race. They took a, a cookie cutter track, and and they made it a good first race for them. Uh, Junior already has a catchphrase. Slide job. Slide job. Am I? Am I? Is, are you getting tired of hearing that? Am I the only one? I, I really only heard it that week heading into Daytona. I Since I was at the Daytona race, I really wasn't on my phone that much besides uploading those pictures that I took for, right. the, uh, for the Twitter page. But, um, yeah, I, the slide job thing, it was cool. I don't know if you saw when the dad and the daughter were had their video. Yeah. Whenever the dad was Rick Allen. Yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. But besides that, I didn't really see that much. Some guy, a lot of people at Daytona. Had slide job shirts. I on figured too. that was what I was gonna ask. Yeah, but that was that was some move by Kyle Larson. Yeah, yeah, couldn't quite uh, close the door on Kyle Busch. Got into it a little bit, and that pretty much, in my opinion, valued a a hit back from the eighteen. No doubt. And Kyle Busch, as we all know, goes on to win that race. His fifth win of the season. His fifth win of the season. Um, and you know, a lot of people were upset that it was Kyle Busch winning in that fashion. But it really made me think. I think two years ago, Carl Edwards literally punted him at Richmond yeah. on the last lap. They were and, teammates, too. Yeah, and no one said a thing about that. And no. if had it, had it have been the other way around, I'm pretty sure no one would have said a, a thing about this. It's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, it was it was really cool when Earnhardt did it, like when he mm-hmm. wrecked Labonte. At Bristol. At Bristol. That was, that was like a classic. Yeah. But this was just... Absolutely deplorable. Because everyone loves to bitch now. Yeah. I, uh, there's a, a NASCAR racing group on Facebook, you know, kind of a... Gotta love NASCAR Facebook. Kind of a weekly gag here amongst us mm-hmm. on this show. But uh, there's a group called When Racing Was Racing. <laughs> and the win and the racing are in capital letters, like all caps. Right. So, uh, I, I, you know, just a troll. I know it's a bunch of purists. I posted a picture... 
of Dale Earnhardt and <laughs> Kyle Busch's car, and it said, that kid drives just like me. Oh, my God. I bet you got destroyed. It was really, really <laughs> bad. Uh, lots of racism was thrown out, actually. Oh, no. Um, a guy named Matt Light went on a long tirade about uh, how the Japanese... <laughs> Like, uh, bombed us in Pearl Harbor. It was really horrible. <laughs> I swear, NASCAR Facebook is this, the, yeah, what, what is, what does, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi say about, about the Death Star and then the Empire? It's the, uh, the ultimate place you'll find scum and villainy or something like that. Right. That's, that's NASCAR yeah, Facebook. No doubt. Uh, but overall, it was an awesome finish. Yep. Pretty good racing for the most part. Probably would have had a three-way battle for the lead to Clint Boyer, not, I guess, to shit the bed twice. Yeah, him yeah. and Eric Almarola both. Mm-hmm. I think Almarola would have won the race if he didn't have a loose wheel. Yeah, uh, but you you can't kill the car going for the win, I guess. That's true. You, you got to, like, uh, not when it's that early. <laughs> no. If it was, like, maybe 40, 50 laps to go, I would have went for it. But, right. But he did a hell of a job coming back. Uh, until his loose wheel came about again and pretty much derailed his chances. But I really thought he had one this week, last two weeks ago. Yeah. But uh, not only was it a great fir- finish, <clears throat> not only out. was it a great finish to the race, we also had a great stage one or two finish as well. Yes, yeah, Kevin Harvick and uh, Kurt Busch battling it out for the stage two victory. One one that I was okay with, uh, obviously we all know that Kurt Busch kind of thought Kevin Harvick was a bit of an asshole for that, but w- this is what stage racing is for. It's supposed to have there be hard racing on lap 80, or at that point, I guess, yeah. like 160. Yeah. That's that's what it was made for. It was made for door-to-door, bumper-to-bumper, wheel-to-wheel racing to the start-finish line, even though it's not even the end of the race yet. That's That right there is what it's for. And someone got pissed off. Someone stole a victory away, and they just happened to be teammates, and I, yeah. I thought that was great. I thought it was great, too. I mean, you can't just sit there and ride around when you have a chance to get playoff points. Yeah, not not saying that Harvick really needs any more. No, but, but I mean, you never know. Yeah. I mean, you need all as much as you can get because mm-hmm. you can really kind of get effed over by, like, a blown engine or something. So I commend Harvick for doing that. No he, issue. He fought, Yeah, no issue at all. He followed the rules. And uh, Kurt Busch. He I almost mean, put him in the wall. Yeah. If so. anybody should be mad, it's Harvick. Because yeah. he almost got ran into the wall. By his teammate. Yeah. So hopefully, I don't think that's got resolved. I still don't think they like each other very much. Because if you go way back, those two hated each other in the early 2000s. I think they were involved in a physical altercation. Uh, that I don't remember. I'm sure you're right, but yeah, they, they've they've been racing against each other for a lot longer than they've been racing with each other. If yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I think it was Jimmy Spencer. Yeah, actually, Jimmy yeah. Spencer who got into a that was a Bristol. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, he did he no that was Ward Burton that threw his gloves at Junior's yeah, that, car. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> yeah, that those were the days. Yeah, I missed that. But uh, that was when racing was racing. Yeah, when racing was racing. Shout out to the racists. And the uh, and the 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 purists over at when racing was racing, good, including Matt Light. Good lord! Um, so a good finish to segment two or stage two, and then another big story of that race was the lap traffic that got in Kyle Busch's way. Yeah, and I be- wasn't that Stenhouse? Yeah, it, w- it was Stenhouse. <laughs> His reign continues. And it actually started there. Yeah, but yeah, um, 
I feel as if you and me will will differ on this, but um, I, I I'm more with the party of lap traffic needs to get out of the way, regardless of what lap it is. Like, I mean, I get it if maybe you're battling and there's a competition caution coming or at the end of a stage and you know one of y'all's going to get the lucky dog, then, okay, I understand that. Then, but there's literally four to go. I think Newman held him up. and then Newman always does that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then Stenhouse held, held him up. And, I mean, I guess it was for the best because we got a great finish out of it, but that's – I think lap traffic cost Chase Elliott to win at Dover. Yep, Newman. Yeah, it was Newman. Of all people, it was Ryan yeah. Newman. Oh, yeah, because I remember Jeff Gordon came up like his dad. Yeah, he's like, like thanks <laughs> for the help. Yeah, but, uh, good Lord. I mean, I kind of agree with you. With When it's four laps to go, you should be Get more out. courteous yeah. of the leaders. What's the difference between finishing 25th and 26th? Like, I don't know. I yeah. guess like there's a bonus for finishing on the lead lap. I don't know. I, I don't even know... Like Ross Chastain was in that that whole gaggle of cars for whatever reason. He had to be multiple laps down. You know he was like at least three or four laps down. Yeah. Shout out to Ross Chastain. Yeah, that dude can drive the hell out of a piece of shit. Yeah, but uh, just there's I agree with you. There's no reason to be blocking the lane or the outside or the inside or taking up all the racetrack when you're a lap down on the last final four laps. And I'm sure that the the people on when racing was racing might disagree with us and say, oh, they're just fighting for their spot, you know, but it's it's different now, you yeah. know. They, I mean, and plus these cars on mile and a half tracks especially are so, are built so, I don't want to say delicately, but to the point of where if there's any dent in them, the aerodynamics on that car will just, just destroy their chances of winning, yeah. you know. I think Stenhouse actually clipped Kyle Bush while he was trying to go through him. Yes, uh, Stenhouse is. He'll have a fun couple of weeks coming up. Yeah, Stenhouse has been in the news recently. We'll get to why, but uh, that's the first reason, you know, uh, him getting in the way and running in. This isn't the first time he's done that either. Remember Martinsville? Uh, that was. Was that? that was oh, like, that was for uh, someone stole a, a stage win away. Yeah, it was Elliot who stole the stage, stage from win, him. Yeah, and uh, Stenhouse was trying to stay on the lead lap, and he knocked Kyle out of yeah. the way. Yeah, and then Elliot came by and passed Kyle and got. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and uh, Kyle was not happy about that. No, no, but, Stenhouse has uh, definitely made himself a for sure enemy of Kyle Busch now after after what happened yeah. the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I th- I think so too. Um, but a lot of people seem to have a problem, fans anyways, seem to have a problem with the way Kyle Busch won the race. And I know you have a strong opinion on those people. I think that they're just literally butthurt. And, I think and, so too. And, and no other way to find it. If, Like I told you earlier, had it have been Kyle Larson punting Kyle Busch out of the way in turn three and Kyle Busch rub, rubbing up on Larson coming out of two... I think that everyone would have been like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You know? They would have, they would have laughed at Kyle. They yeah, would have, they'd have been like, ha, ha, They would have been like, look at you, uh, Kryle. Yeah. Because that's so original, yeah. calling him Kryle. Good job. While well, you're the one bitching and moaning every time he crosses the start-finish line in first place. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I remember that Richmond race where Carl Edwards literally just knocked him out of the way. Everyone was fine with that. But whenever Kyle Busch does it to win himself a race— then it's an issue. Yeah. I would have had a problem maybe if, like, Kyle, or Kyle Larson passed him cleanly. And then he just dumped him. Yeah, then that's that's pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah. but 
there was contact on the on on Larson with it being Larson's fault. Yeah, Larson was really kind of asking for it. Yeah, and and he, Larson, the dude who got punted out of the way was fine with it. So yeah. I think everyone else should be fine with it. Yeah, I agree. The way I see it, NASCAR fans. I mean, you can tell them to eat the sausage and they enjoy it, but they don't want to see how the sausage is made. You know? Right. Yeah. Like it's always it was always awesome. When uh, like their favorite driver ran over somebody every week, they would never. I mean, they would never sit there and and like bitch about it. Like when Earnhardt or when hell, even Jeff Gordon did it a few times, and nobody really kind of complained about it. They said, "Oh, that was just racing." Yep. But now it's like uh, it's so taboo to to do what Kyle did. I think it's only because of. Of how the way Kyle Busch carries himself. Yeah, and 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 that really. Speaking of Earnhardt, now that Earnhardt has been dead for a while, the thought on him is that everyone loved Dale Senior whenever he was racing, but that's the farthest from the truth. I didn't. Yeah, he was. Whenever he would like say, whenever he wrecked Terry Labonte, I'm pretty sure he got a shitload of middle fingers. Yeah, you know, a whole lot of fus. And even even on that 500 that he died, I'm pretty sure them him blocking Ken Schrader. I'm sure there were some Schrader fans up there going like, "That dumbass is keeping Schrader from passing him." Yeah, a lot of NASCAR fans don't kind of see, like some of them don't really see the intricate details of a wreck. They just mm-hmm. see Sterling Marlin clipping Earnhardt and him going back up the track. Yeah, and automatically think Marlin did it intentionally. No, but they didn't see Earnhardt blocking four lanes of traffic the whole time. And that's that's the thing I that's my main like that's my main complaint with NASCAR fans is they don't see reality for what it is. And and everyone and this isn't even just with racing, but everyone seems to view the past as better than it was. Everyone probably looks back and thinks of Dale Earnhardt as like, wow, he was such a you know I mean I'm not saying Dale Earnhardt wasn't a great guy, but everyone seems now to be like, he raced how racing should be. And now you're literally seeing it in front of your eyes, right. and you're just saying, oh, that's horse shit. Yeah, I think the reason why they don't like Kyle is because of how he speaks out. Um, that I that reminds me. Okay, so you were watching the race, right? Yeah. Okay, so after he did his burnout and he's walking up to get the checkered flag, did you see while he was walking up when he pulled that ice pack from his like junk area? Yeah. Do you think that was like a, a signal from him, like saying, like, you know, hold my nuts or something? It might have been. I mean, I don't know. They, I saw a fan in a Kyle Bush jacket. So I don't know if he was doing that to all the fans, but it could be. I never, I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. I just noticed he did the whole crying that, thing. That was great. I, th- I think that was awesome. A lot of these fans can, could sit there and heckle. But when they get it back, they're like, "Ooh, I'm a fan. You're yeah. not supposed to. Act. You're not supposed right. to to do this. Right? Treat your fans with respect. This and, is why people are leaving. And what's the and, and it's funny that you say this is why people are leaving from the fans' perspective. It, and the thing that mainly has been tossed around of why people are leaving is that there's no um, there's no character yeah. in the sport anymore. Everyone's a robot who just shouts out their sponsors and turns left you know yeah everybody's just a william byron exactly and and there's a guy who's literally challenging the people at the race is saying if you don't enjoy racing like that don't watch to me like that got me fired up like like okay like he's you know he's like hell yeah this is what it should be not not saying he's gonna punt kyle larson every week but yeah i i agreed with him 
wholeheartedly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that was the best race of the year, yeah, without a doubt. Definitely. Even Daytona wasn't as good as this mm-hmm. race. But NASCAR fans, they they can't they can't ever have it. They can't ever have it like to where it's just a good week, you know? Like mm-hmm. there, there's there, always something to complain about. Exactly. Whether it be the goddamn national anthem or the fucking Confederate flag that hasn't been a fucking issue for like two years now. Yeah. There's always something to complain about for NASCAR fans. I'm not saying a lot do anymore, mm-hmm. but there's always that one guy. The NASCAR Facebook guy. Yeah. And it's just ridiculous. We can't ever go a week without, you know, something cool, like somebody agreeing that this is a good race. You yeah, know? like, oh, NASCAR said we need to take down our Confederate flags. That's a good idea. Like, we can't just do that. No. You know, it has to, well, I'm proud of my heritage. Well, there's some people who view your heritage as, right. you know, messed I agree. up. But moving on from that, how much time we got left in this segment? We got about three minutes, so we got plenty of time. Okay, so do you want to review your uh, twenty or our 21 picks for yes. Chicago? Okay, so I'll start with you. You had Joey Logano finishing first. Yeah. And Michael McDowell finishing 20th. Uh, Logano finished 8th. And then you came. You have come the closest of anyone on the twentieth place guy. McDowell finished twenty first. Yeah, I really thought he was going to have a, a better run. And I guess with with all things considering, twenty first isn't horrible, especially on a mile and a half track for McDowell. I really thought that McDowell was going to be a big favorite to win at Daytona, though. I, I being at that race, that thirty four car was was probably the strongest forward in the field to yeah. me. And that's saying something. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and then, let's see, for Chicago, I had Kyle Larson winning, as we all know, finished Which was second. really close. Really close, yeah. And then Almondinger uh, had 20th, and he finished 24th. So. Yeah. Been a really tumultuous. Is that a word? Trim- tum- I, if it is, I don't know the definition of it. I don't either. It's, but it's been like a really <laughs> horrible year for AJ Allmendinger. Yeah, you you really feel bad for him. I don't know what his contract situation is. I think he's locked in until 2020. Well, that's good. So he has another year to prove himself. Um but yeah, it's, it's it kind of makes you worry for him. The JTG cars <clears throat> Sorry. The JTG cars did have kind of a bounce back week. They were though. good at Daytona. Uh I think Allmendinger finished they third. both had top fives. Yeah. yeah, Dinger was third and Busher was fifth. So yeah, I think Busher was the main reason why Jones won. Oh yeah, he shoved the shit out of him. Yeah, we'll uh, get into that more in the second segment. But you know, with all things considering, a good season for Michael McDowell so far. A good run for him at Chicagoland for what his equipment is. I really think that front row racing could really, really benefit from like. A big name driver that's kind of fallen off, like a Casey, Casey Kane. Kane. Yep. Um, I know right now he had now, a great run too. I thought he was going to win that race till that last caution. Yeah, I, I did too. That when that last caution came out, when uh, Bubba wrecked uh, Clint Boyer, I mm-hmm. thought the race was over. I was so mad. They were like, so close to the finish line. Yeah, I was like, of course. Yeah, yeah. I was like, don't do it. I was like, don't fucking end it like that. And then they're like, and they keep on going. I'm like, I don't see a checkered flag. Because when you're there, you don't really yeah, know. Yeah, they don't tell you. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're, we're getting another restart. I also. think they red flagged it after that. They did. They? Yeah, to clean up. They didn't want to keep them uh, going that much longer. Yeah, red, sitting under red flags, like waiting like in the stands, it's really kind of weird because mm-hmm. like... Especially Daytona. Yeah. 
that ha- that happened in uh, 2017 when I was there, and I was like, it was really cool because the cars were parked on the like outside of the trioval, nice. and you got to like stand right next to them. But you know, red flags, they they need to have no caution flags and the final laps and just make it red flag you know i guess i'd be okay with that i, I get you saying for like overtime scenarios yeah. only okay i could i could see that the only thing i could really ha- take issue with is that if it's say like someone cuts a tire yeah you don't really need to go red for yeah that. that's true like depending on the severity of the wreck but i do know what you're saying though like i think there should be like a red flag in the final laps because green white checkers they only kind of add to the drama. Obviously, oh, we're out of time. We can go over <laughs> a little bit. But uh, obviously, the green-white checkers. I thought there was a bomb, honestly. Yeah, I was really scared for my life. <laughs> I, honestly, I was, I was about to run out yeah, of the studio. I didn't know what that was. But green-white checkers are good, but they only kind of make, like, turn the the finish into more of a shit show, you know? Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're pretty much banking on the fact there's going to be another caution. Yeah, at least with the red flag, drivers can kind of, like, take a moment to, like, get their breath back and everything. It'd be good for fatigue. So uh, that's the end of the first segment. Uh, we had that phone go off, and it scared me. Yeah, a little bit same over here. I'm going to try to edit that out. Uh, but Good, good th- luck. <laughs> thank you for uh, listening to the If You Ain't First Your Last podcast. We will be right back to talk about Daytona. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks for stopping by. We'll be right back. are back here on the If You Ain't First Your Last podcast as I scoot back and gradually fade into the background to close the door. Yeah, it probably sounds like you're in a tunnel right now. And you and back. are back. Hello. All right. uh, quite the Daytona Coke Shit Zero show. 400. Coke Zero Sugar. Yeah, gotta add that. Yep. Um, lots of crashes. Half the field is, over half the field is gone. Uh, Daryl Wallace finished 14th in a car that was... Looked like a, a can that yep. had been ran over. Uh, but it, all together, it was quite the race. Hell of a race. Uh, Eric you were Jones, there? Eric, yes, I was. Eric Jones get his first win. Uh, whenever he hopped out the car and said, how'd you like that, boys and girls? That I, I was, I won't lie, I, was, I had a happy tear come down my face. That was, it was a pretty cool moment. First of many for that young man. I hope so. I can't really believe he, we're y- older than him. Yeah, kind of. It make it really sucks. Yeah, I mean, considering how poor we are. Oh my goodness, she gone. That is a home run by Sir Alex Bregman. That dude is on a tear. What a season it's been by Alex Bregman. Off Sean Mania too. He's yep. sneakily one of the best pitchers in the league. The ace of the A's. Nice. But as I was saying, uh, Eric Jones first of many. He looked kind of like uh, that kid, that dude from Stranger Things. You know the. Uh, the boyfriend. Yeah, I know. I know you're talking about. He had the hairstyle similar to him. He, yeah, he looked a little Joe dirty. Yeah. Me. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I'm glad that Joe Gibbs kind of let him keep that hairstyle. And great clips. Yeah. For what or sports clips, whichever one it is, but you know them. Yeah. Is there anybody better, like to to kind of? I guess Ryan Blaney might be your oh, other yeah, option. His, his mullet's way better. But Roger Penske kind of made him, you know, cut that. 
But should have stayed with the twenty one and not not ever aligned. Yeah, they should have. He should have just stayed where he was and never moved let, up. Let Menard get the twelve. Yeah, come on. Do you think Menard would have won a race by now in the twelve? No, no, not not if Blaney hasn't. No way. But do you think do you think Blaney would have won in the twenty one? Uh, yeah, I, no. I feel like he could have taken Pocono. I do too, because he did win there. Yeah. last year for his first win. But that's another young man that's going to win a lot of races as well, Ryan Blaney. But overall, the the finish, I was expected to be disappointed, you know? Especially when there's like six cars left. <laughs> yeah, especially with all the cars and, being out in the carnage. And one of them being Martin Truex Jr. being left, leading the race on the final restart. Man, how does that happen? Like, every time there's like all these cars taken out, there's always like one driver that's really good that's up front. I literally, because whenever it was Harvick and Truex, I literally prayed. I said anyone but the 78 or the 4, not because I'm a Kyle Bush fan, but just like, I'm, I paid to be this race. You know, I've been here all week, or not all week, but I've been here for the past couple of days. <laughs> I want to see something new. I don't. I don't want to be like. I don't because if that would have happened, if Truex won, one, I'd just turn off the TV and been like, "Wow, okay, Truex won another one." What What else is new? Yeah, but with Eric Jones winning, every literally everyone was on their feet cheering for him. I didn't hear a single boo. Everyone stayed for the fireworks, and it was really cool, man. Yeah, it's really good to see him get a win, especially with the loss of his father. Yep. A few years prior, it was kind of a sentimental victory, I'm sure, but. You know, this is what the sport needs to, the to young grow. Guys. Yep. Ryan Blaney's, the Chase Elliott's, all those guys need to win. And how about this? Chris Busher, Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones, and who else? Austin Dillon. You know what those four drivers have in common? A win before Chase Elliott. Unbelievable. Yeah. When it, you gotta you gotta say you gotta start thinking it, it's it's not gonna come around, it, you know? It, it kind of like, this is what I texted you yeah. uh, a while back. It was kind of your lead-in. I said he's a Casey Mears with a famous dad. I think Casey Mears' uncle was uh, Rick Mears. That's like true. You're, okay. you're thinking. Maybe, maybe I should but, say uh, Jeremy Nadeau then. Yeah, or Jerry Nadeau. Yeah, Jerry. See, exactly. I, think I could even remember his first name. Yeah, but Jerry Nadeau I really think would have been good if he didn't get if he didn't almost die at Richmond. <laughs> but uh, the way I see it, I, I, I'm getting the feeling like you're probably right. That was a really good analogy because Casey Mears was good enough to run mid-pack. And he won a 600. Was it on fuel strategy or he just straight up won that race? No, he, it was on fuel strategy. Okay. So and he, he Austin Jeff Gordon 600. and Tony Stewart and everybody crashed. I, I was actually, for that race, I was in Hawaii for, and, and the week before, Martin Truex won his first race at Dover and then, I saw the uh, uh, mirrors went into the 600. Yeah, that was a really cool year of racing, mm -hmm. other than Johnson and Gordon dominating all year. Man, that was, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but uh, so. Speaking of Jimmy Johnson, yeah. first lap led of the year at Daytona. Yeah. I f it felt like Junior took the lead when he took the lead. The stadium roared. Really? Yeah. I heard about that, and I was wondering if that really happened. Even I was screaming for him. I, I, I was like, you know, if the 48 wins, fuck it. I'm excited. Because Dale Jr. was like, oh, my goodness. This is the trials <laughs> and tribulations job, made Jimmy Johnson a popular driver? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's because literally it's kind of like um, – I guess for me, it was like watching the end of Kobe Bryant where he was just yeah. a shell of himself. Yeah. And then to see him drop 60 against the Jazz and they, they win that game, 
It kind of, it kind of felt like that. It was like, wow, Jimmy Johnson's leading at Daytona in the 48. And Everything's right again. Yeah. It, Man, I really got to work on my voice because it's been cracking hella, hella bad today. Yeah, you just need to bring water with you. Yeah, Make without sure a doubt. You're moistened. Um, That was really cool to see Johnson lead. For I really thought he would have had a car to win, but a penalty really kind of nixed his chances. And and I was really confused about that penalty until I texted you, and you told me it was he drug equipment out. That's what it was. Well, you can't be out of the box with, with equipment. equipment. Okay. And the car was the fuel, like the fuel thing, mm. the canister of fuel was still in. Was as he still in off. the car as he pulled off. That's stupid. It is a really dumb rule. I agree, but it it was set in in stone at the beginning of the season. Oh yeah, it was a good call, uh, but just just. Stupid. Lots of stupid rules in the sport. Uh, Justin Haley. Yep. Day before that race. Yep. Going. Uh, he didn't. He didn't even go that low underneath that yellow line. Yep. But you got. You got to know it's in the act of passing. It doesn't matter if you've completed the pass. That's another thing that a lot of NASCAR fans don't understand. If you could, you can complete the pass all day long. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the act of passing and you're under the yellow line, you're going to get a black flag. Unless you're Dale Earnhardt Jr. But let it be known that the people who made that call in 03 are not the same people who made this call today in 2018. I'm sure it was a lot easier to call that on Justin Haley, though, than Dale Earnhardt Jr. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> Especially at the height of the popularity. Um, it, it even looked kind of like Matt Kenseth was coming down, but he wasn't all the way clear a junior. Oh, that's whatever. Yeah. Cause they were, they were trying to say that, that Kenseth was trying to block him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, whatever. If NASCAR would have just said he completed the pass before he went under the, or the yellow line, then I would have got it. But they just kind of made up some bullshit and said, Oh, he was forced below the yellow line. It, it, and it's always been that way for junior. Yeah, the, the 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 debris cautions where the TV doesn't show where the debris is. Yeah, yeah, the oil on the track it's, or whatever. It's always been that way, and I, I'd even venture to say not just for Dale Junior. What they did it for like Gordon or no, um, Stewart towards the end. I think I think once or twice they might have did it for Stewart. They did it for Austin Dillon or Ty Dillon one in the truck series, and on the last lap he passed below the yellow line. And they refused to penalize him because they said he was forced. Now, if he would have, if they did penalize him, that would have cost him the truck championship. Mm. I think NASCAR chasm, uh, the the great NASCAR chasm on that. Twitter. Love that dude. He posted a bunch of gifts of people passing below the yellow line and what happened to him. I think it happened to Kenny Wallace. Like that, he was like one of the first to get popped by it, and it happened to Tony Stewart and all those guys, and they and they penalized all of them. But it's always been inconsistent. It's always been somebody forced somebody below the yellow line, and that's why they, they made the call. It happened to Kyle Busch in the truck series in 2010, I believe. He got ran into by Johnny Sauter or Matt Crafton. There's Bobby Beats, by the way, making an appearance. The great Bobby Beats. Had a scratch off. I hope he wins. I hope he does win. I hope he takes us with him. Yeah. To the top, man. Uh, he's checking on all the levels here. Okay. Bobby Beats is kind of like a, a dad, you know? And I, uh, this is his baby. I more see it. Oh, oh. T- I thought it meant like a father figure to us. I was like, I more see him as like a brother. Now, I see him yeah. as a brother, too. But, like, this recording studio is like his, his baby. His, his little you know? baby, yeah. All of this radio station is basically his baby. And he, he runs it. You know, congratulations to Bobby Beats, by the way, getting a promotion. Okay. 
I wish I wish we could get him to talk, you know. Uh, uh, no, he's not going to come in He's here. not going to come in here, though. He's laughing, though. Yep, he's definitely enjoying the uh, the shout-out. But like I was saying, Kyle Busch in 2010 got forced below the yellow line. NASCAR did not deem the pass illegal. They gave him the Truck Series win. I don't know if you remember that, but it was Eric Almarola, Johnny Sauter, and Kyle Busch in the truck race. Were they at Talladega? Yeah, it was at okay, Talladega. Yeah, then I remember that. Uh so it's it's not something they call consistently. It never has been. But until now, it, it it like you're wow, it's really hard to talk. But you seem pissed off because it's like wow, okay, that was barely a penalty, but yeah, it, it's a penalty. Yeah. So you, I you got to call the rule how it is. How it is, and I was watching the race with my dad, mm-hmm. and uh, the moment it happened, I was like, "That's a black flag." Talking about for Haley. Yeah, okay. I was like, "Black flag." It's Kyle Larson won this race. It's it's Larson. And he's like, "Yeah, you're right." And uh, and that was how it was called. But Elliot Sadler coming in second again by a, by a fingernail again. Yep. Yeah, I mean, what's it gonna take for Elliot Sadler to win a race at He's Daytona? gonna have to Ricky Stenhouse people. I think so too. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him at this point. Yeah, because uh, uh, he's losing um one man, isn't he? I think so, yeah. but I'm not real sure the terms and. And everything with that, I think they might be coming back because one man has been an Elliot Sadler company for a while. They, yeah, they've been with him since he went back down to Xfinity. Yeah, with course. Kevin Harvick. I remember one year they said we're leaving, and then they they decided to come back. So I, I really feel like there's gonna be at one point this year where he's just gonna win like three races in a row. It might be the playoffs when the Cup guys can't run, but I I really because you just can't run that consistently and not win. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I feel like one of the JRM cars are going to win the championship it's, again. It's going to be Allgaier. Allgaier uh, has been, I guess, the class of the field. He deserves one. Yeah. Um, Elliot Sadler, always been kind of one of those guys. I find it kind of funny how his reputation has kind of went down ever since Homestead last year. Because back when Elliot Sadler was in the 19 car and he didn't run that well, everybody loved him. Like He was like this great funny guy was always on TV and now he's kind of like you know what like the old man who who complains about everything oh I still love Elliot Sadler I like him too I really wanted him to win that race I knew Larson won as soon as Haley went below the yellow line I knew I knew that was Larson's race but man it's just I really want Elliot to win because it's one of the last things I guess I guess I have left in my childhood in terms of racing oh yeah you know him and Harvick um and Kyle Busch and Kurt Busch yeah I and that's another and thing. Johnson we don't know how long Kurt's gonna be around yeah and Newman yeah Newman and Kurt probably the ones I'd say are pretty close to being done a uh, big announcement today for Ryan Newman well kind of a big announcement but uh gonna drive the three truck for Jordan Anderson at Eldora that should be fun I don't know what Ryan Newman's like on dirt I I, I really don't but Ryan Newman provides excitement he was really a good. Like midget car driver or vertically challenged car driver. Nice. At a, on the pavement, from if I remember correctly, like he he was gonna be an open wheel guy. You're really PC there, bro. Yeah, you gotta be PC, uh, especially in these these times that we live in. Yeah. Um. So I really expect to see Sadler come off and win a race this year and get into the final four. But I don't know. I, I JRM final four. No, I don't think all the way. I think you think Bell sneaks in there. Yeah, or Custer, and Chris Bell's probably gonna move up here really soon. Take uh, b- probably Kurt Busch's ride. 
Really? Yeah. You don't I, think he'll stay with Joe Gibbs? Oh, I, th- I thought you said You're thinking Custer. of Custer, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking of Custer, my bad. I, I could see that happen, though. I could Bell, see kind of a, a Brad Keselowski thing happen for I th- him. I think Bell's going to stay down. I mean, yeah, I think Bell's staying down next year. I think he'll run Xfinity again. Because he doesn't seem comfortable yet in stock cars. Like, in the trucks, you could, you know, it took him two years to really be elite. Yeah. And then maybe his second year he'll just... I'm really hoping Gregson doesn't get in before him, though. No, what, in a cup car? Yeah. Oh, there's no way. Yeah. Um, Gregson brings sponsorship, but, I mean, he's done well. Yeah, yeah, Gregson doesn't suck, and he's not Michael Annette. Yeah, and, man, Michael Annette was was basically... On a Sunday or on a Saturday drive out there, <laughs> he went a lap down at Daytona. Do you know how hard that is to do in a JRM car? Yeah, yeah, that's almost impossible. How do you? I think we could. Me, you, and Bobby Beats all got into a car. I think Bobby Beats could be our, our spotter. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. But I think if we were all racing, I think we all three could stay on the lead lap. You know, and who who just walked in? That was uh, that was Michael. Oh, MC. Yeah, MC no, could not race Michael. too. Not MC. Oh, White Mike? No. Look, right here, bro. That, that's White Mike. Oh, that's White Mike? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that was a nickname. I think if we put Mike in a car, too, all four of us could stay on the lead lap at Daytona. You know me and White Mike used to have uh, matching Scions. Yeah, big uh, big Scion fan he is. Also a big and Mercedes a, fan. And a, Yeah, an F1 guy. Might have him on to talk some F1. Shout out Lewis Hamilton. Yep, winning another race. Yep. As always. Yep. But Talk about a big three in NASCAR. Yeah. Vettel, Hamilton. I don't think Hamilton won this week. No, no, he it finished was second. He finished second. Yeah, Vettel but he won. came back from like 18th. Yeah, and then what would you say, Kimi Raikkonen or, or Ricardo the third? I'd say it's Lewis Hamilton, Vettel. I think this year it's interchangeable though because Vettel leads the points. Mm-hmm. So I'd say Vettel, Lewis Hamilton, and then after that probably. Either Ricardo or Raikkonen or Max Verstappen. Verstappen's probably a good one, too. But Verstappen just wrecks everybody. He's kind of the Ricky Stenhouse <laughs> of F1. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into some Stenhouse talk. Yeah, Stenhouse, not too popular this week. No, he has now the Bush brothers against him. Yep. Um, I'd assume Keselowski went back, watched the tape, and is now like, oh, okay, that wasn't really Byron. That yeah. was more of me getting punted by the 17. I don't necessarily mind this world where William Byron gets blamed for everything, though, you know? Yeah, it, it, it makes him now a character in the sport. Yeah. He, he's not just a side. And now it sucked that the 24 had to wreck because he, he was doing good. He, and Kurt Busch was running better than I thought he would. I know Daytona's pretty much a crap shoot, but I didn't really expect Kurt Busch to be up at the front, Yeah. nor did I expect the 24. Um, but, yeah, it, it brings him in. Like, now we only now the only quiet guys now, I guess, would be, like, uh, Suarez kind of hanging back there because yeah. he hasn't gotten in it with anybody and Eric no. Jones. Um, Eric Jones is a lot. Him and Matt Kenseth are almost the same person now that I think about it. Well, Eric Jones... Matt Kenseth wasn't afraid to open his mouth. I'm not saying Eric Jones is, but he hasn't had anything to open his mouth on yet. Right. Apparently, they got into a sort of a of a of a rift. Him and Matt Kenseth. Oh, I bet because that's Matt Kenseth was like the fuck. Yeah, but it was like due to an incident at a short track in Wisconsin. Apparently. Ah. Yeah, I, I well, saw that explain. on on a Jordan Bianchi article that Eric Jones wrecked Matt Kenseth at a uh, singer or Slinger, or whatever the name of the track is, mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, and they didn't talk for months. 
and that was whenever he was already in the Cup Series? No, I, the 77? I think this was before, mm. right before. But I had to read. I have to read the article again. But Matt Kenseth and Eric Jones are very similar in the and how they they carry themselves. Yeah, I don't know why the seventy seven couldn't stay. They had sponsorship, and Truex had won the championship. It was, so it wasn't like he was bringing down the performance of the seventy eight. No, the, the Gibbs cars were doing good. I swear, if the seventy seven comes back and Chris Bell's in the seventy seven, I'm gonna be pissed. Because then that pretty much just fucked Matt Kenseth. Yeah, that's all that was. And now Matt Kenseth is stuck in that. God awful six car. He's yeah. back this week though. Yep, he yeah. is, he is indeed. Uh, this is a hot take about that. Okay. Uh, Matt Kenseth will be back in the seventeen car next year. Wow. Ricky so, Stenthouse to the six. Well, they'll probably swap rides, and Matt Kenseth will be back in the seventeen car. That would be cool because I have an old Matt Kenseth Crown Royal shirt where he's in the seventeen, so I can bring that back out. No that was a cool me. looking car. Loved that car. That's why I bought the shirt. Yeah. Uh, so we got about a minute left here in this segment. Any other general um, musings? Well, our, our twenty-one picks. You had uh, Ryan Blaney winning. And yeah, because he, he won the. I think he started up front. Too. Yep, yep. Uh, he finished dead last. Nice. Uh, you had Austin Dillon. <laughs> you had Austin Dillon finishing twentieth. Uh, he finished ninth. So, you know, you had forty-nine points total. I had Chase Elliott winning again. A, a big womp. Finished thirty-fourth, but. I had Eric Jones finishing twentieth, so we hit we hit somebody right, yeah, but just in the wrong number spot. Yeah, and he of course won the race. Yeah, I I really think that everybody was kind of shocked that Jones won that race. Oh yeah, because he's not. You, you don't, don't think of him at Daytona. No. So we got about thirty seconds left. We're gonna go ahead and go into segment three. Talk talk about uh, Kentucky. Kind of go back down to reality here in NASCAR. Uh. Well, back at another cookie cutter, yep. I guess. Um, we can get under our picks this week for Kentucky yep. in a little 21 bit. 21 picks. Yep. Um, a track that's the past couple of years, I guess you can consider being the Brad and Kyle show. Yep. Um, this and year, Carl. And Carl. Uh, Rest th- in peace. <laughs> not really, but I guess in terms of NASCAR. But, uh, yeah, it, it'll be different this year. It really feels like we have another bomb in the building. Um, so I would, I, we got to edit that out. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, should be a lot more players in this race, I think. Really, than we're used to at Kentucky. Yeah, because you know, I don't know why it's the past couple of years. Charlotte has been so one sided for the eighteen and the year before. Or yeah, the year before it was a seventy or it was a seventy eight two years ago. Yeah, we'll get into all of this. We'll kind of expand on this a little bit more in segment three. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Oh, I thought we were just starting segment three. My bad. No, I, uh, we I gotta right go hit stop. Okay, you know. Uh, so we'll be right back here after a short break. I know you're not listening live, so me telling you all this is kind of uh, redundant, yep. but I just kind of want to talk some. So we'll be right back here on the If You Ain't First, Your Last podcast. And we are back here on the If You Ain't First, Your Last podcast where we're going to talk about Kentucky. Uh, this is our NASCAR podcast, as you all know. Serve me talking some NASCAR. Yep. Also, we'll throw in some baseball, you know. Yeah, if there's something exciting, yeah. Because Bregman hit a home run, and right now uh, I think Maxwell. Max, Max, uh, it's Stassi. Max Stassi, right? Yeah, Maxwell's up. He's up to bat. 
And he Ooh. just grounded one off his foot. That should be fun. But, uh, yeah, Kentucky, um, a nice little change up from Daytona. Uh, then we go to Michigan. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of I don't want to say boring races, because you don't know yet, but in my opinion, Kentucky, Michigan usually aren't that fun. Yeah, I've n- never seen a good a good Mich- a good good Kentucky race, you no, know. No, never. It's it's there's been a few different lap leaders, but you can always tell there's two dominant cars. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's usually, usually 18 yeah, and the two. And K- uh, Brad Keselowski. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I I feel like this this year though we can see a first time winner again. Y- you know, I like first time ever or first time First this time ever. Okay, well, that's not my pick then. Okay, but go ahead. I, that's my pick. Oh, you have a first-time winner. Do you want to just ju- jump right into 21? Yeah, let's jump right into 21. All right, well, since I know our winner won't be the same, you want to go first and yeah. show the people who you got? You know who's going to win this week? Who's winning this week? Defining all the odds and finally breaking through, Chase Elliott will win at Kentucky. You know, I've I've tried to sit on that perch a couple times this season, but I uh, hope it works out for you. You got 20th. I got I'm going to I'm going to throw kind of a big name out. I'm going to say Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer. Wow. I had to think about it for a second. Maybe another pit road penalty? Yeah, he'll have a pit pit road penalty and uh, I'll get a perfect 21 and uh and then you can wake up from that dream. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess for me First time winner this season, not first time ever. I got Ryan Blaney winning. That's a good pick. Um, had some success there in Xfinity and Trucks. Sticking with the Fords. Sticking with the Fords. Got uh, his first Xfinity win there. I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just uh, some success at Kentucky. He, uh, I believe last year he finished 10th or something, so he knows how to get around there. Uh, he's probably in a better funded car, so it should just be better. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely a threat. Who you got finishing 20th? 20th. Uh, we talked about him earlier. I got Matt Kenseth rolling home 20th in the sixth car. That'd be like a win for them at this point. That would be like them winning the championship. But uh, yeah, Matt Kenseth, former winner at uh, at Kentucky. So That is true. He yeah. did win a race in the 20 car, I so believe. A win in the 20 car equal to a 20th place in the sixth car. So yeah. You, you just got to do the math on that. I think that'll it's going to be how it happens. Do you think that the 20 car would have more wins than it does this year if Matt Kenseth was was still there. Really hate to call it Eric Jones like that. It's really hard because the sample size that we got from Kenseth at the end of his time in the 20 and in the 6 has really, for the most part, been kind of ass. Yeah. That last year he had in the 20, you take away that Phoenix win, there's really nothing too much from that season. He wasn't even in the... I mean, granted, it was the final eight, but he wasn't in the playoffs at that point. No. But... Um, I think he kind of knew it was over yeah. and phoned it in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's tough. He'd, he'd, it would ha- he'd be higher up in points, I'll say that much. I don't know about more wins, but I'll say the 20 card would be higher up in points, probably have more playoff points, but I don't know about wins. Yeah, um, I, th- I think I agree with you. I think it would be pretty, pretty much the same. But, you know, I mean, I, what, how, oh, how the mighty have fallen, you know? Yeah. If I was Matt Kenseth, I would have just stayed retired. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess it's hard whenever whenever Jack Roush calls calls you up and says, "Hey, man, we need your help." Yeah. Uh, even though that re- their relationship ended kind of ugly. Yeah. But um. But then, literally every relationship Jack Roush has ever had with anybody has ended badly. The Kurt Busch thing, um, Carl Edwards. Um, 
I don't know. Burton didn't really leave that bad. I no, I but, but it's hard to really kind of be on bad terms with Jeff Burton. He just seems like such a nice guy. <laughs> I mean, we're at Texas, Jeff Gordon was. Jeff Gordon likes to fight people at Texas. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He did fight Brad and, and Jeff Burton. Yep. I wish I was there for both of them. I was there for the Brad fight. Yeah. And I was there for that. Um. So, but as I was saying, Jack Roush... It's it's kind of a weekly occurrence where we kind of go out, or where I kind of go on and badmouth him. But just what is like what what is it that he's doing wrong? You know, yeah, apparently his drivers are blind. I didn't really get to Stenhouse that much on the Daytona. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's my jab at him. Um, yeah, there you go. But I, there's no development for for the Roush camp. Uh, Busher wins the championship, but then heads to JTG. Um, Bubba Wallace's car's fundings get cut. Yeah, and, and then the next week they have sponsorship all of a sudden mm-hmm. for Ty Majeski. Yep, and Ty Majeski. He he was was he the was he the i racing guy? Yeah. Okay, so your 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 development for the future is now a thirty year old Ricky Stenhouse, a a Trevor Bain who I'm pretty sure is late twenties. Yeah, and who, probably going to be gone next year. Yeah, and is in no way, shape, or form anything that you'd hoped or expected him to be. I really thought he was going to be a contender. In the six? win races, yeah. Uh, he had... He's he, never been good in the six. No. Never. No, he, he won that 500 and the 21, and he really didn't even do anything in the 21, but no. I guess we all just figured at that point, well, the 21 is a terribly underfunded team, put him in a better car, which we thought he was going to get the six. Yeah, I was really better. happy. You know, I really thought he was going to get a better chance. He just, they just have no development. It's kind of like, um, like for a baseball team, say, say your, your minor league team sucks. Well, you're soon your major league team's going to yeah. suck. Um, honestly, that's, that's a great point. The Jack Roush racing team is basically the San Diego Padres of NASCAR. Yeah. Just under, under, uh, under average, Below average talent pretty much everywhere. Yeah, although their farm system is getting a lot better. Oh, yeah, way better than it has been. But, I mean, at this point, Jack Roush knows what he's accomplished, and he's kind of towards the end of his career. Astros score another run. Kyle Tucker getting on board. How about that? Oh. Getting a run scored for Kyle Tucker. Is that his first RBI? Oh, like, that was Springer's RBI. Oh, yeah, it was, is that like his first run scored? Probably so, if I had to guess. I, I'm not sure. I wasn't watching the games while I was gone. I, was, I wasn't either. But, I mean, Jack Roush, he's like always kind of been this way. He did this when he had a sports car team, I think. He said, I don't care if a monkey drives as long as it has the money. Um, I think that's a direct quote. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess that's that's all you need to stay afloat in this series. But I'd I'd rather, I guess I'd rather a Christopher Bell go out there and win some races and earn sponsorship that yeah. way than for Michael Annette to pack it in and finish twenty second every week and yeah. have Pilot along with him regardless. I would really love to see Trevor Bain replace uh, Justin Allgaier in the five. I think that would be really good for him. Wait, and in the mean, in the mean, uh, Xfinity Annette? series, yeah, Annette. Sorry, yeah. Allgaier did. I don't think Allgaier has ever driven the five. Never mind. No. But I would like to see Trevor Bayon move to the five and replace Annette. But that's never going to happen. They signed a multi-year deal. I think this week. Yeah, it was it was recent. 
Yeah, so... That sucks. I really think if you put Trevor Bain in the Xfinity series, he would do really good. Do you think he'd do good in the 60 or the 16? Um, Yeah, maybe. I mean, he'd probably do better than Ryan Reed's doing. Who's probably going to end up replacing him. Yeah, unfortunately. So that's... I was telling you, like... If I don't know, I know Chase Briscoe runs in the 60 and in the 98, but if Roush could find a way to swoop Briscoe over to, to you know, to run cup for them in the six, I, I think Chase Briscoe is way better than, yeah, uh, than I think anything else they got. Briscoe is the best guy they have, but even then, he still looks lost out there and yeah. always crashes. Uh, Briscoe is far from a finished product. Uh, he was really good driving for Brad in the truck series, but I mean, like I said, he's kind of like a, uh, if this were a baseball farm system, he'd kind of be like the uh, the Mark Appel right now. Ooh, that's not good. No, but, yeah, that's because probably, I should, probably shouldn't put that evil on Chase Briscoe. Is he going to quit soon, or? Um, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But right now, he, he just looks lost out there. I guess if you give him more time to grow in the, cups, er, in the uh, Xfinity series, He'll get better eventually, like Stenthouse did. And I'm sure a consistent ride, consistent crew chief, you know, consistent voices would probably help him because yeah. you know he's bouncing those two different cars. But um, we've really strayed stranded away from Kentucky. But I, this is just an interesting conversation. Uh, next year, if you could, I know you said Kenseth probably goes to the 17, and Stenthouse you said goes to the six. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna sw- swap because why would they have Kenseth here? If they're not going to use them next year, yeah. But I ideally, in in your in your mind, who would you want in the six? Who who is who's available next year that you know of? Um, it'd be cool to see Briscoe get his chance. It'd be cool to see Kaz Grala get a shot. That would be really cool. But that's not going to happen. It'd be cool to see Brett Moffitt get a chance. Matt Benedetto, although I really don't want to see him leave. He might be worse in that car than in the 32. Yeah, because the 32 is really kind of coming to a a better situation. But I think probably the guy I'd like to see the most in the six is uh, Kaz Grala. Okay. Kaz Grala. What about a Ross Chastain? No. No? no. You wouldn't want that? No. You want him to stay with Chevy or... Yep, he's uh, he's Chevy's future. Okay. We need to need to keep him. So, so he's taking over for Jimmy Johnson. Yep, Jimmy Johnson will be replaced by Ross Chastain. How Book did, it. How did Alex Bowman just get just absolutely blessed to just inherit the eighty-eight? Well, when Junior went, when Junior got hurt, he he filled hurt. in for him. Well, yeah, but how, when how, Junior failed his drug test, yeah. <laughs> but how did he get that? Like, how are they like okay, Bowman? Well, I think Dale Junior had JRM and he had an open seat. And they put Bowman in the car, and he, he excelled. He finished, like, third at Dover. And uh, Bowman was like, man, I sure am glad I got a ride. I was sitting at home, and I was probably going to go have to work at Advanced Auto Parts because that was the sponsor nice. at the time. And uh, Junior saw that and kind of made Bowman his, uh, his mm-hmm. understudy a little bit. I think that's how he got it, though. But Bowman's really exceeded expectations, yeah, by the way. He's done really good, but... I, at Daytona, I saw literally zero eighty-eight Alex Bowman shirts. It's really a shame because, because I, I think he's a good guy, you know. But I mean, NASCAR fans didn't want him to to move into the eighty-eight. They wanted Byron, which was stupid. But you know, what can you say? F it. Yeah. Well, because Byron was out there winning every damn race, so they yep. were like, "This guy's the goat." 
And and Byron had that Liberty University sponsorship. I love them Jerry Falwells. <laughs> We're gonna cut that out. Uh, like I was saying though, I, I would love to see Kaz Grala get a shot in the in the upper echelon of NASCAR. It's not even racing this weekend. That really sucks. We'll see. I, he, I, he tweeted and said they're not. They're not. They are not. Well, that's fucked. Yeah. That's absolutely fucked. Yeah, no. I hope he can find a ride somewhere because he, I know he has. I know he has sponsorship money. I think they said for the following weekend, but this weekend they're not going. That's that's a shame. Mm-hmm. When drivers like Brett Moffitt and Kaz Grawler are going out there and running up front and can't find sponsorship, that really <laughs> and Michael Lynette. Has... Yeah, and Michael Lynette's over here getting lapped at Daytona. Yeah, what a joke. Yeah, but I, I think he's gonna get the call. You know, because the talent always makes it. It's kind of Bubba esque. Yeah. Know? I, you know, he had his he had the six car taken from him, but that ended up being the biggest blessing because well, he's the only guy available to take over for Almarola. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. You know, I really think that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna kind of his talent will show or will shine through, and he'll find a ride somewhere. I hope you're right. Like him and John Hunter Nemechek, because if you look at it. If drivers are so talented and transcendent, but they don't have sponsorship, they always find a way. Yeah. Kyle Larson found a way. Oh, yeah. I remember Kyle Larson at, at that Daytona race, and he was racing with the 47, like just one big-ass Clorox sticker. Yep. And he almost died, but yep. finished like fifth. That was a hell of a race. Yeah. That was Stewart won that, didn't he? Yep. That yeah. was like his 20th Daytona win in the Xfinity <laughs> Series yeah, in a row. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the talent always finds a way. Uh I was talking to one of the guys who work for... Humble brag. Yep, this is our humble, humble brag. Weekly humble brag. Weekly humble brag. I was talking to one of the guys over on the Leaf Filter team, you know, the 11 right. for Ryan Truex. Speaking of just having sponsors and kicking good people out of cars. Yeah, but Ryan Truex, I can understand, though, because he's done he's done a lot better than, than people have given but, credit has for. He, has he been better than Blake Cook, though? No, no. but but like... I can understand Ryan Truex because at least he he can kind of relate because he He's, got kicked out too. Yeah, that's true. So, but they said they were going to start two cars, and they've not done that. No, and, and I know Blake Cook. He started his own company just to get back to NASCAR. I really don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, if I hope if, it works, but I don't. I don't know. If you're not making any money, how are you going to sponsor yourself? You, you basically he might as well just should have said, "I'll pay out of pocket to drive a race car." Yeah, that that would have that would. I mean. Even if you do get sponsorship and find a good quality ride, you're going to be on one of those teams that aren't that good. But, like, I hate that for Blake Cook, though. I mean. Good dude. Really nice guy. And I was talking to one of those guys who work there, and they said, you know, the talent always finds a way. John Hunter Nemechek's going to find a way. The, The Blake Cooks, the... Kaz Grala's, the Brett Moffitt's always find a way to get back into racing. Hopefully so. And that's how it got, that's how Alex Bowman got to where he was. Feel bad, like, for guys like Landon Castle, he gets pretty much shit on every week in, in bad cars, and he's yeah. pretty good at driving. I think Landon Castle, he's a good race car driver, but I don't know if he was ever really a contender because no. he, he had, like, he was driving for JRM earlier in his career, right. and, and he didn't, he didn't really win. He tore up a lot of shit. But honestly, Landon Castle's one of the greatest personalities in sports, though. It's it's ironic too that you have Landon Castle and Matt DiBenedetto 
probably one of our strongest personalities in the sport and underfunded cars having to beg for sponsorships, finishing, you know, 30th on back every week. But like we were saying earlier with the with the William Byrons of the world, you know, running mid to mid to the top of the pack being the robots. Yeah, it's, I th- we need those guys to be like Matt DeBendo and Landon Castle. I think there's kind of a of a pecking order, you know? Like Land like uh the Landon Castles and the and the Brian Scotts and everybody who would That's a throwback they, name. Yeah. For sure. The original intimidator, Brian Scott. <laughs> Um, but those guys, they kind of said, you know, we don't really have much to go off of. We're not going to win the race. So we can be who we are and not really get looked at. But, like, when you're William By- Byron, like, I think William Byron feels like he can't really speak out because he's so young. Right. And even if William Byron did speak out, does anybody really want to hear what he has to say? Oh, I do. If he has to, if he says like, you know, fuck Kyle Bush or something, then yeah. I'm listening. I mean, I wouldn't like him saying that, but I'm hey, I'm there. Yeah. And I bet he sells a shitload more t-shirts the following week. He would for sure. I bet if he went out there and wrecked Kyle Bush, he'd be he'd be America's sweetheart. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I've always kind of never. I, I don't know. That's the thing with William Byron. He has the personality of a shoe. Yep. <laughs> He's a good race car driver. Don't get me wrong. And he'll win a lot of races at some point. But he just seems to be. He just seems to be there. You yeah. know. Yeah. I, and I think what he's trying to do is let his driving do the talking. And it's kind of been pretty quiet so far. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I really think it'll be. He'll come out and say something. Like, uh, but. And another thing I think that it is is because his sponsorship is already on. He's already under a microscope enough because of his sponsorship. Right. If he says something, oh my goodness, the media would probably tear him apart because he's already driving for a basically like, like a, oh like a hate group almost at, with Liberty University. For real? Y- yeah, you haven't heard about Liberty University? No. Oh, wait, did were they the ones? Did they have like some like frat thing happen? No, uh, no, Liberty University, their school president, this is a little bit of a background. We're going to go over here okay. with me telling the story. But Liberty University's school president is the great Jerry Falwell, or the late Jerry Falwell. Um, this is a man who blamed 9-11 on the feminists and the gays. Oh, great. All and right. a man who claimed that the Teletubbies were gay. Which, who cares if they are, by exactly. the way? <laughs> like, what does that like, mean? It makes no difference. Exactly. Um, this is a man who stated that if more people carried, those Muslims wouldn't be shooting places up all the time. And this dude runs a school? Yeah. Wow. There, he hasn't, he, well, he did. He's dead now. Oh, but he okay. has a library named after him. Wow. And his son is the school president, Jerry Falwell Jr. So I, f- I feel like Alex Jones would really enjoy him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let it be known that the school shouldn't be indicative of all the students who go there. Should not. And probably shouldn't even be indicative of William Byron. No. But just the, the way it is, it's not a good look, and I think he knows that, and that's why he kind of keeps quiet. Hey, those checks clear. Yeah. 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 And uh, that's how they got to be. And like that, we're done with segment three. That really kind of flew by. I think we'll have a guest here Okay, I on need to, segment four. I'm going to need to do 21 with you, though, on, on, on segment yeah, four. Yeah, we're going to do that. I don't think he'll be in the whole segment. Uh, it may be Bobby Beats. Okay. It just may be Bobby Beats. He may be a guest. Right, Bobby Beats? 
Yep, that's a yes. All right. Confirmed. We'll be right back here on the If You Ain't First, Your Last podcast. Got my hands on the wheel and I'm flying. Heartbeat loud as a thunder rolls. Riding in on a stampede of lightning. And we're back. Uh, we've added a new member as it goes, you know, kind of on this podcast, bi-weekly. Yep. We'll bring in just random people around the office. This is a big get. This is a massive get. You yeah. know, this is this is probably the biggest get in the history of this podcast. Probably tied with MC. Nope. Yeah, yeah. You Th- this gotta, is the biggest gotta, get. This is bigger than MC? You, you got to give MC his respect. I don't think you know. Bobby Beats okay. has talked to uh, Jeff Gordon. Wow. Uh Correction, Kevin Harvick. He's talked to Jeff Gordon too, though, right? Well, Kevin Harvick's talked to Jeff Gordon. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so by six degrees uh, of separation. Yeah, I don't think I got a chance to talk to Jeff. You, I know for sure, Kevin. Though. He did talk to Kevin Harvick, though. That's that's pretty cool. And that's is that who you picked to win this week? Uh, I mean, what race was on this week? It's oh, Kentucky. Yes, me Kentucky. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go wrong with. Uh, or you could just say a random number, and we'll tell you the chances. Nah, I mean, isn't Jimmy Johnson still forty-eight? Yeah, lows? Uh, and uh, I, I'd probably that's roll. a good that's a good choice. I, Jimmy I'd Johnson roll. does <laughs> suck this year. I'd roll with Harvick though. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna go with Harvick. That's right. a good choice. He'll Bobby probably Beats. win. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's probably gonna win. Yeah. So this segment's called One Fast Minute, where I answer a bunch of NASCAR questions in a minute and you, see how many I get right. You can play along if you'd like. Uh, uh, it, yeah, if you want. There's one less question there normally is um, because Kentucky is a very short history. I had to pull. A lot of them are really odd questions, but right. you know, we'll see how it goes. All right, so number one, which of these drivers does not have a win at Kentucky? Kyle Busch, Matt Kenseth, Joey Logano, or MTJ? Uh, Matt, uh, Martin Truex Jr.? Joey Logano. Yeah, you're, damn it. Number two, <laughs> which one of these drivers does not have a pole at Kentucky? Is it Dale Jr., Brad K., MTJ, or Kyle Busch? Dale Jr. Brad Keselowski. Damn. Oh, for two. Yeah, I thought you was like the NASCAR king. So I thought I was, too. The, you should have seen this week one. Week one, I got it. But he's been doing good recently. I'm 0-2 now, so All right, number three. back. Which one of these drivers does have a top t- a top five finish at Kentucky? Eric Almarola, David Rudiman, Greg Biffle, or David Reagan? Um, I'm going to go David Rudiman. He, yes, he was second in the inaugural race to Kyle yep, Busch. Yep, I remember that. Uh, number four, true or false, Jeff Gordon has never led a lap at a race true. at Kentucky. That is true. Number five, Kyle Busch has never finished off of the lead lap at Kentucky. True or I'm false? I'm going to go true. False. He has Damn. never finished off the lead lap. Uh, number six. Now, this one you're going to have to pick two names, okay? Besides Kyle Busch, which other two drivers have never finished off of the lead lap at Kentucky in, in seven full starts? Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Jimmy Johnson, Martin Truex Jr., or Ryan Newman? Brad Keselowski's one. I'm going to take a guess. Okay. And then I'm going to say the other one is Kevin Harvick. You were one for two. Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex Jr. Damn. Yeah, even in the 56 days on the that, lead lap. That, that shows how Same. good of a driver he is. Good pick with Kevin Harvick, though. Yeah, he's going to win this week. All right, number Bobby s- Beats is going to be rich. And number seven, <laughs> this is not multiple choice. This is just off the top of your head, okay? Can you name the three different car numbers that Michael McDowell has raced thus far in his in his races at Kentucky? So not the 34, the numbers before that. Uh, Let's see, double zero? No. Uh, 
Damn, I forgot about that. Yep, I, I knew that one would get you. So you went, what, like two for seven? Yeah, that wasn't very good. Hey, it's all right. No one likes Kentucky. Yeah, I don't even like the state. Do you like the state of Kentucky, Bobby yeah, Beats? I mean, I've never been. To they the originated state. pretty good fried chicken. Yeah. They did. And um, the Kentucky Derby. And, and the Kentucky, Kentucky Wildcats. And the Kentucky. Well, I don't yeah, really I mean, like basketball. It, yeah. It's not football. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> they did go to the ace. The. Uh, they had a Josh the Freeman there that one time. Right? Was Josh Freeman there? Right. Yeah, Josh Freeman yep. went to Kentucky. No, I'm right. thinking of Duke. They're pretty much the same thing, though, right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the SEC version of Duke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good basketball, horrible football. That's about right. But uh, Bobby, besides uh, talking to Kevin Harvick, do you have any other sort of NASCAR knowledge? I mean, I know who like Jeff Gordon is. Think y'all have some more questions for me? Yeah, let's ask yeah. Bobby Beats some more. Okay, questions. Okay, so all right, uh, let's uh, let's talk about yourself here How, how'd you start here what what do you do now all that fun stuff okay uh, hey out there in tv land and radio land he's been on tv i've been on yeah i've been on tv with kevin uh, harvick <laughs> no no <laughs> he wasn't here yeah he wasn't he met uh he met good old tony canon too yeah, tony canon that's good, pretty cool. good dude good dude there uh basically i started here as an intern uh last year 2017 in the spring uh here at god media then i got hired in July of last year. Been for a year. Uh, been bouncing around. Um, produced pretty much every show you could think of. And recently just got uh, gets promoted to overnights. Okay. Well deserved, too. Yes, yes. I feel bad that he's going to have to stay up till like, 5 a.m. It's okay. He might have to, like, take a nap. No, I can't take a nap. Yeah, you, yeah, you can never sleep, man. This, 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 is the, this is another city that never sleeps. Are you sure about that? Because I'm pretty sure it sleeps all the time. <laughs> Have you been to downtown we like take, at like 3 a.m.? Yeah, Nobody's there. No, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, people are there. Yeah, but not yeah. very many. Like homeless people might yeah, be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to go there. The homeless bro, people. Yeah, they, they're there. They do, sleep. Do homeless people sleep? Yeah, they do. They I do? I feel like it's hard to, like, if you're homeless, you can't pass up on any opportunity exactly. to get like 25 cents. Or you, you know? might get mugged, you know? Like, you got to, like, be on the grind, you know, as a homeless person. You never know who's going to give you that quarter. Yeah, or that dollar. If I'm homeless, I'm learning a skill. Yeah, me what, too. Bobby, what I'm skill I'm trying would, to learn how to weld Bobby, what, what skill would you learn if you're homeless? <laughs> if I'm homeless, if we go and trade, I guess, electrician or, or something. No, that's not a homeless skill, though. Okay, you, a homeless skill would be... Like you gotta like, like learn Hagen? how to like play like a trumpet or something. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, you, like okay. Play, I like, like an actual job. No, yeah, like yeah, that's what I thought you meant too, like an actual job. No. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh learn to play an instrument or um be unique out in, in some odd way. I'd probably street dance. That that's you know, that's if, yeah. Because that way you get internet famous, you get on Ellen or something, and then you're set for life. <laughs> Ellen will give you like ten thousand dollars from Snapfish. Exactly, and she'll give you like a like a Big ass credit card yeah. that you can use to like at Kohl's or something for the get, rest of your you'll life. You'll get like a lifetime supply of fucking vans yeah. or something. Oh yeah, like damn Daniel. That's Fuck right. Fuck that guy, by the way. Oh, Jay. That yeah. was the most annoying video. Damn like, that Daniel. was the most annoying fad like of all time. Yo, that that I'm I'm gonna play that for you after we're done with oh, the show. Verlander just hit uh <laughs> what's his face? Uh uh Canna or whatever his name is. Anyways, so Bobby Beats is in the Napa Auto Parts studios. 
with the presented by Raisin Canes. Yep. Oh, okay. We're gonna need to get some stickers in here. Yeah. Uh, now I understand the station you work for mm-hmm. is has an O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah, it does. Uh, kind of sponsor. So that automatically means me and you are rivals. Yep. Oh, oh wow. Uh, it's, it's a friendly rivalry, though. Um, yeah, I mean, O'Reilly's cool. I've been there. <laughs> have uh, when's the last time you had car trouble? Uh, probably my old car, the Chevrolet Impala. It was giving me problems. Did you take it to a mechanic <laughs> or? Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, like uh, I think one time the check engine light came on. Uh, brake problem. I heard the best way to turn off your check engine light is if you turn on the car, turn it off, and then turn it back on again, and then hit the brakes four times, and then change the channel on the radio, and then turn the car back Man, off. what type of witchcraft know, is this? That's what I'm saying. Once you want to know if your engine sucks? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like if you've already got it fixed and you got to clear out the light. Well, you then just go your under shit ain't 60. fixed. Yeah, you go under a certain miles per hour until <laughs> it goes off. Is that how it works? Yes. See, I've never had engine problems like that. I have. It's a bitch. You're doing some old witchcraft. Yes. Eating the pumping the brakes. Pumping the brakes. I thought that's how you cleared out lights. Changing the radio station. Car. (laughs) What happens? You have an aftermarket radio. Is that Uh, still the same thing? Then you're SOL. You're up Shit's Creek without a paddle. So you're still gonna have your check engine light. Yep. For the rest of your life. (laughs) What if you got a touchscreen? Um. Well, you might as well just throw the car in the lake, you know? <laughs> it's dead. Oh, wow. Bobby, what do you drive now? I drive a Sentra, Nissan Sentra. Do you like your 17. Nissan Sentra? Yeah, it's cool. That it's was my car. rental car at Daytona. Really? Yeah. Did you rent the car? No, it was my mom. I, yeah, I was but fixing to say, are I you did, old enough to rent a car? I am. I'm 23. Well, soon to be 23 in a, like two weeks. But yeah, my mom rented it. I drove it, so... You know, you got to step on the gas a little bit. But once you do, it kind of got that, huh? So she she goes. That, yeah, four door. That's what I hear. You ever you ever go into Uber with your four door car? Because I feel like that's a good way to get your like side hustle on. That's it, really you know, what the commercial like, said too. Maybe like when you're off, like maybe like after you got off the late shift, you can go like pick some people up. Is five a.m. really a strong Uber time though? Yeah. Because the drunk people, that's kind of like two three hours before that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Um, uh, I depends on how drunk you get, I guess. It depends on the, if it's a holiday. Yeah. yeah. If it's like New Year's, oh my God, you're making a thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Literally. It's really great to have Bobby Heath <laughs> thank on. Thank you. Thank you. He, so much. We're not I telling gotta, him to leave yet. Well, he yeah, might kinda, have an interview here. Yeah, uh, I do have to. Go one ahead. more question for Bobby Beats. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so now that you're radio famous and that everybody in the city knows your name, okay. remember the story I told you about like uh, Bush's chicken over on Riddell. How that guy said he uh, he wanted to meet you that one day. Have you set that up? Uh, no, not no, yet. Because it's a bit. Um, but <laughs> my question for you, Bobby Beats, uh-huh. has this has this radio gig helped you out with women? Because I figured it wouldn't need to, you know. Uh, you know, uh, they they come and go. I mean, you know, they do. But like, do you ever say? Hey, hey, it's Bobby Beats. Uh, nah. I'm on the radio. Like nah. on your Tinder profiles at Bobby Beats. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm a humble guy. I don't really. Yeah, you're um, you're definitely a really, humble guy. Really brag like that. That, I, that's that's something we got to give Bobby Beats credit for. He's a humble dude. He's gonna he's gonna be the producer for uh, the bench one day. Well, I, I mean, I don't. 
Uh, I wouldn't take Dale's spot like that. Yeah. That's Dale. Okay, he's going to be the Palillo okay. uh, producer. Okay, I, got, I got the goal. He, All right, thank you, guys. Thank you. Let, thank uh, Bobby Beats, everyone. Thank you, Bobby. Joining the program as our bi-weekly guest. And you just gave him another promotion. Yep. Uh, next week, we're going to not have a guest. Okay. Because it's a bi-weekly thing. Okay. You know, bi-weekly. Yep, every other week. Yep. Yep. So, so let's do 21 uh, Bobby Beats didn't, uh, he kind of came in and changed the vibe a little bit. Well, we already did do 21. For Kentucky? Yeah, because you said you took uh, Chase Elliott and I took Ryan Blaney. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess we got just five minutes to kind of talk about whatever. Uh, Let's kick the tires. How's the uh, the family? Uh, they're good. They're good. Uh, we just kind of kick back, do nothing a lot. We like to um, watch TV. Um, I don't blame you. But... Yeah, a lot happened in the world of sports. It sounds like the Rockets are going to get Carmelo Anthony. If if you haven't heard it, you're going to hear it here first. So yep, breaking. the Rockets are. I I can confirm by sources the Rockets are going to sign him. So if you haven't heard it, you literally heard on a NASCAR podcast Carmelo Anthony news first. Yeah, so. and they're going to bring in Jeremy Lin just so they can Photoshop his uh, Carmelo Anthony and his jersey and with the with the NBA Finals trophy in hand. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. I really think that they're gonna not be as good as they were. See that the media likes to tell you that. I feel like every year of the James Harden era, the off season, besides the year we got Dwight, they always say, "Well, the Rockets have gotten worse." And then every year, besides the falling out between McHale and Harden, they've yeah, been you're better. Right. You're so, right. So D'Antoni's a better offense for Harden, obviously, but losing. Trevor Ariza, I know it, it doesn't seem like it's a big loss, right. but it it's huge to this offense. Yeah, you know? l- losing losing him, Bob Mute, are definitely your two of your best three on ball defenders. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Carmelo Anthony is allergic He's, to playing defense. Yeah, he doesn't play defense. No. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's another move made to the small forward spot. Um I'd keep an eye out on um what's that dude from Atlanta's name? Um He's a shorter guy, but just the the small forward from Atlanta, if you remember his name, that guy. Yeah. The the one thing I'll say that about uh Carmelo, he's the only time he really ever plays defense is when he's telling Lala he didn't cheat. Nice. On his wife, you know? Nice. I was kinda gonna bring that in when he said he was allergic to defense, but you were talking about the dude, the uh small forward from Atlanta. Uh I know Jimmy Butler might be available. Jimmy Butler might be available via trade, and I was thinking of Kent Bazemore. Keep your eye up for yeah. Kent Bazemore. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy Butler, that's a tough one because that had to be a trade, and Minnesota probably not going to want to take a Ryan Anderson no without, way. without picks. So. How about this, though? Okay. I, I saw on Instagram uh, a fan said Jimmy Butler to the Spurs. He liked the comment. So how about this? Kawhi maybe packaged into Minnesota. That'd be insane. Um, I don't see that happening. Oh, hell no. Not going to happen at all, but he did like the comment. So the, the only way that Jimmy Butler ends up in San Antonio and Kawhi Leonard's on the uh, is on the Wolves is if Carl Anthony Towns is coming with him to San yeah. Antonio. And yeah, he, he doesn't want that. No, I don't think that's the, a good trade for either team. No, because if you have Kawhi Leonard, granted, you have one of the better two way players in basketball, but I mean. They had Jimmy Butler. He's a good two-way player, too, and they still barely made the playoffs. Granted, yeah. it was because he was hurt, Yeah, but, I mean, adding Kawhi Leonard 
would pretty much be a lateral move. Right. Yeah, you'd, you'd literally just, you're not even really trading up too terribly much, especially for what you had to give up to get Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Because they wouldn't just take a, a, a Jimmy for Kawhi swap. No way. I really hope that Kawhi doesn't get traded this year and he just kind of sits and sulks on, in the San Antonio, uh, in the uh, AT&T arena. He just kind of sits there and sulks. Oh, he won't even be there. You don't think you think he's gonna get? Oh no, he no no. no. I'm saying like even if he's on the Spurs, he's not gonna play. You don't think he's gonna play at all? No way, because yeah, I don't think they get fined. I don't think it's like the NFL where they get fined for not being there. But funny thing, Team USA basketball is about to come back. Yeah. Greg Popovich is the coach. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard's on the team. Right. So do you sit out of Team USA? If he sits out of that, then he's guaranteed sitting out for the Spurs. Right. I think so too. But even if you do sit out. And you're Kawhi. What does that say about your free agent stock? You know, that that would hurt his free agent stock, I would imagine, because you can't stick it out and play. You know, that, I mean, that that shows a lot about your commitment to the game. If he's, if he truly just wants to go to Los Angeles, then I don't think he cares. Yeah, that's I, true. And I don't think they care. If, they're, if the money's there for him and he wants to be a Laker, regardless, you know, if he wants to f- be a true follow-through Paul George and go to Los Angeles, then it shouldn't matter. I think L.A. is going to trade for him here in the next week or so. They're going to have to give up a lot. Yeah, but I think they're willing because LeBron and Kawhi would be a team automatically that contends for the, the number two or three seed at least. And just... I still don't see even a LeBron Kawhi team beating a a five no. a, and a, literally an All Star team in the Warriors. No, five. no, definitely not. But they're contending to be like one of the top seeds. We should do a basketball podcast yeah. on the side. We should have Kelly Eco come in sometime. Yo, I love Kelly, man. He's a great guy. Good old Kelly Eco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has the new podcast, by the way. Yeah, he does. He does. Y'all should go listen to it. I forgot. It's 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 a uh, the mid range or something. No, anything but the mid range. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. And it, it has the rocket. Yeah. It look. It's a great logo. Shout out to Kelly Eco. And Hopefully, his... he can come on talk some NASCAR with us. Yeah, I think he can come on. I don't know the extent <laughs> of the NASCAR he can talk, but but uh, really awesome to have Bobby Beats. Uh, Claudia was here today. Shout out Claudia. Shout out to Claudia. Um, I think she's going back to Oklahoma. R.I.P. Uh, yep. Uh, I don't. I don't know why I brought that up, but uh, shout out to Claudia. Shout out, Claudes. Uh, shout out to uh, Jong for helping us out. The bleeping master. Yep, the bleeping master. Um, and just shout out to everybody, really. If you're listening this deep, especially, then you deserve a shout out. No doubt. Shout out to my dad. Shout out to literally everyone on this planet. Yep. Shout out to that guy on the commercial that was given a, a five to the other person. There you go. Shout out to uh, shout out to White Mike. I think where's White Mike? Yeah, he's still producing back there. Yeah. But shout out to him. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, we don't have much time left. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm Juggalo Trey. I'm Tristan Shannon. And this is the If You Ain't First, Your Last podcast. We'll see you next week for a preview of Michigan, and we'll talk about what went down at Kentucky. Woo!